second strike. Get ready for the thunder. Big flash, here comes the thunder. Max and welcome to a special dispatch episode of Hiking with Howl. We plan to intersperse the main episodes with some of these uh, short form little interest pieces so it might be that we're getting ready for a course or like today we're off to forage some wild food and make a bit of lunch on an evening after work and um, so we thought we'd bring you along and just have a little bit of a sort of wild getaway for 20 minutes or so. Um, so today we're walking through the woods we're looking for some chicken of the woods, which is a fungus that grows predominantly on rotting oak trees. Um, and like I say, we both had quite a busy day, so we're just decompressing now in the woods, a couple of hours in, of an evening, as what looks like a thunderstorm might be rolling it in. It does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just thought we'd get out, cook some food, maybe share a beer. Yeah, have a chat. Have a chat and bring you along for the ride. So strap in and we'll go foraging. Feels the heat like looks like it's all bracken's not quite kicked in yet but it's just taken off from the floor. Bright green. Yeah. Very luminous. Got a foot eye everywhere. Yeah it just almost looks prehistoric doesn't it? It does. Especially when you've got these skeletal trees sticking up. Yeah. Like um, signs of lightning scarring on them. Yeah I was going to say you've spotted that. Yeah. That's the monster tree. That is cool. I've been visiting that tree since I was born. It's very cool. I used to sit under it and have a picnic. And I used to climb onto it when I was a kid and climb down the, what looks like the trunk. So cool. God, I wonder how old it is. Be a couple of hundred years old when it yeah. was alive. I don't know how long it's been dead. My dad remembers climbing on it when he was a kid, so it must have been dead God. at least. What tree do you think 60, it was? 40 years. It's an oak. Is it? Yeah, it's an old oak tree. Nice. I don't think too many other species have survived that long. No, that's true. After being dead. But it's like, because it's propped up off the ground as well with its limbs. It's, it's stayed it really nice rot. bark, yeah. yeah. Um, it just doesn't rot away. And dry out. What a lovely evening. Yeah, it's atmospheric, isn't it? That yeah. um, front coming in. And you see all the like moisture that's been burnt up. Like lifted up from the sun over the afternoon. It's great, isn't it? It's not quite into the clouds yet, it's just sort of sat there. That haziness. Yeah. yeah. About to just do a U turn and fall back yeah. down on us. Its temperature drops at sunset. Hawthorn's gone to berry. Yeah. Flowers have fallen off, you've just got the berry buds. It's bloody in. amazing how it starts, isn't it? Yeah. So cool. Every flower's a berry waiting to happen. Just needs a few insects to land on it and pollinate it. Thunder rolling in. That fossil's up there though actually, if you wanted to see the fossil. Which one? That branch that I took a yeah, yeah, yeah. from here. And look. The the pine. Oh no, it wasn't pine, it was uh what did Robin say? That uh it's family the root of, of a prehistoric tree. What was the family you said? Um lycopod. Lycopod. Lyca, so I think it's the Lycopatia, something like nice. that. Um, but it's what decomposes into coal 
Ah, okay. So where you get coal deposits, you get yeah. lots of fossils actually at the same place. It's just here. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Actually, you can't see it as good as you can. Oh, wow. It. But that's a root, apparently. What? How amazing is that? Yeah. I'm not even sure if that's the the relief. You know, so it's not actually the root itself, but it's the impression the root's made in the sediment. Yeah, and that's been taken away. Yeah, so it's almost like a reverse fossil. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, just it's like straight dimpled relief in the rock. What else stone. is inside of these? Like, uh, you break them open. Oh, oh bilberries. Bilberries. Bilberries are out. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh absolutely delicious. Oh, there's loads of them. I knew they'd be out. I here two weeks ago and I got the first one. Oh, <gasps> absolute jackpot. <laughs> I love a bilberry. I don't know why they cultivate blueberries when bilberries are just far superior. I just feel like a grizzly bear when I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So you do the sensible thing, you collect and then you Well, you I'm graze. just a glutton, so I like having a full handful to, to smash <laughs> rather than it one by one. But it used to be a nightmare, so my mum would bring us picking these for making bilberry and apple pies mm. and stuff. And um, it'd take her twice as long because we'd eat as many as she'd collect. <laughs> So if she, if she collected like two Tupperware boxes full, yeah. we'd have eaten two Tupperware boxes. <laughs> but when I used to come, like, nobody, nobody else were here. I've never seen anybody else picking bilberries in my life. So you see like a big swathe like this, and you could easily eat them all. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you're sort of picking thirds for wildlife and that, but... I mean, they're not stuck for it, are they? No, no, there's tons. <laughs> you see far more like falling off the bush and rotting than ever yeah. getting them. But the bilberries, they're like blueberries if you've never had them. Um, they sort of grow on upland areas, don't they, in bits of heath yeah. and moorland. And they're sort of a, I'd say a deep indigo with sort of a slight dusty um, outer skin. Yeah, they do look dusty, don't they? Yeah, and you mark that and they go glossy. It's not like a plum then, don't they? Mm. But inside, unlike a bilberry, they're bright red. And so good, and I think... They make nicer a right than mess blueberries. Of your fingers. Like oh, you can right. look like you, you've cut yourself with the colour. I committed a, a murder. Did you just neck all them? Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a handful. Mm, at a time. Mmm. Right. Let's go. Trying to get down the fun way rather than boring way. Yeah, Robin. For you. Bit of pick. Go and check out at heath.robin on Instagram and give him some love for helping to clean up the Peak District this lockdown. I thought his Instagram name was the Friendly Giant. Huh? I thought his Instagram name was the Friendly Giant. No, that's his Tinder profile. Oh, okay. Nearly <laughs> 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 stacked it there. <laughs> oh, God. Right, we've got to get down in here, dude. Oh, what are we going? Right, hang on. I need to put this rubbish away. One sec. It's wet in here from the rain. You can feel how cool it is. Ooh. Have I been in here before with you? Uh, maybe. Yeah, we have. I think you got stuck. I did get stuck. Right. Out the back. I sent you out the back of it. Like I'm about to now. 
There's a footstep there, look. Excellent. And then I, I 180'd it and faced the way I came in yeah. to get down. Oh, it's polished and slimy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On your Vivos, it'd be some right grip. Brilliant. You go, you go. Make that step. I'm die. A bit further. That's it. That's it. But yeah, this is a. Very we're cool. now inside a crag at this point, yeah, which we used to call as kids the Devil's Chimneys. It's a bit of a, a chimney up from them, about 30 feet down, up to the top of the cliff. But uh, it's always been a fun one for hide and seek because there's a hidden shelf under there, Max. Have we? We've gone up through this way before, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, that's it. You can get out the back. That's where I got stuck. Yeah, yeah. But this way, it's always it's always good fun. Where did you, where was your fit foot placement then? Uh, I stepped onto that shelf. That's it, and then just stepped down basically. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. That's the badger. The one. Oh, this is cool. A bit wetter now, a bit slimy. Yeah. With the rain. But yeah, if we go and, we'll go and find that chicken in the woods and get cracking, shall we? Yeah. It's strange seeing we'll walk orange leaves and yeah, it's it's surreal, isn't it? God, it's so weird. So we're walking into an area where there was a um, an uncontrolled fire in the forest a couple of weeks ago. It's burnt probably about ten acres, I would guess. I've not seen the whole of it. I've certainly walked through about eight acres, and um, yeah, it's it's moved through quite quickly and burnt a lot of the birch, wow. um, sort of superficially on the bark, but it seems to have done most of the damage on the undergrowth but it's unearthed a lot of the boulder field that's underneath all the uh, all the grass and heather and bilberry so you can actually see a lot of the old uh, mine works there looks to be an old shaft entrance just Ooh. down there max and uh, yeah it's kind of like you were saying it's just surreal to see orange leaves in well, the summer because like, they've all died yeah with the heat it's like going through the wardrobe and hitting autumn. Yeah. Really weird. It's like, Jay, you get those cool transition shots on some films where yeah. they walk through the seasons. It's like doing that. It's really odd. Really bizarre. It's really strange. I, I tell you what, with the thunder rolling in as well, it's, it's eerie. Yeah, it is. So, so far on our evening walk, we've nibbled on a few cow parsley seeds. We've uh, blown our tongues out with the hedge garlic pods. <laughs> uh, we've nibbled on some bilberry. And then we're going to go and find some chicken of the woods. I, I've just got to get a quick picture of this. There's some ace pictures, isn't there, because yeah, of it? Yeah, no, there is. Yeah, that's one of them old shaft entrances there, look. Ah. You sort of see that regular rectangle trough cut into the hillside. Yeah. There's a really big one, about 100 metres that way. It's just a different world. Bizarre, isn't it?
gone very dark now. Yeah, now we've dropped under the beach. Yeah. We've got that storm cloud moving in. It's, it's gone a lot darker. Half seven and it definitely seems like closer to 10 right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're recording this in mid-June, um, just in case you're listening to this <laughs> at any point other than that, um, beyond when it was released. So mid-June, uh, I guess from sort of, in my experience, this mid to end of May to early June is the best time for looking for chicken of the woods. Although you do get it all year, you sort of get that first eruption at this time. But Max, there it is. Oh, mate. So, oh. dead oak tree. Absolute gold. Yep. And a good couple of big brackets there to be working on. Beautiful. So, have you seen this fungus before? I haven't. No, so this is your first time seeing it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, this is Chicken of the Woods. It's Latin names, Latiporus sulfurous. 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 Which I looked up today, basically means um, Latiporus means uh, light pores in Latin. Nice. And then sulfurous means like of sulfur, yeah. sulfur coloured. So it's got you can it's quite a good Latin name because it's quite descriptive. Mm. Um, that thunders mint. <laughs> but yes, it grows on like oaks mostly. I say any I think um, any hardwoods. I've seen it on oak. Yeah. And I've seen it on beech before. Yeah. Um, but supposedly it grows quite often on cherry as well. And it is actually coming from the rotten section, so, isn't it? Of so, the the, so this is the fruiting body. Yeah. And inside, uh, it's a brown rot, so it's parasitic. Mm. So it basically infects the wood of the tree. Um, with you get white one, brown yeah. rot. It affects the lignin in the wood differently. Mm. Uh, but this is a brown rot, so it, yeah, it's parasitic. It gets into the tree, and what we can see is literally like the berry of the fruit. So inside the tree, there'll be a whole network of mycelia now with it growing inside. Wow. Um, on the kind of a microscopic level and yeah this is the fruiting body um, it's in the polyperaceae so the same family as Boehm's fermentarius horseshoe okay. fungus yeah 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 um, it's a different genera but um, same family there's not too many lookalikes either it's quite like quite brightly orange there's you could sort of potentially mistake it for um, giant polypore but at the same time that once you know what giant polypore looks like they are quite different as well yeah, I mean, this is basically the fruit, but this is where all the spores come mm. from. So if you remove all of it, yeah. it's one year or one season that this isn't going to reproduce yeah. and put spores into the woodland. Um, but it's also eaten by uh, beetles and lice and deer mm. as well eat it. Oh, nice. Yeah, deer have been seen eating it. I tend to operate, whenever I'm foraging, I just operate on a, on a third. Yeah. So whenever I'm in an area, if I know it's not um, a rare species where I'm going to be taking, you know, taking it from a place where it doesn't mm. commonly grow, then I'll just take a third, so yeah. whatever's present, if I, at the most I'll take a third and use two thirds for the rest of the wildlife. Um, but this is quite young, so this you can sort of feel that it's quite spongy and tender. Yeah. So that's going to be beautiful. When it gets a bit older and a bit more woody, uh, you can um, dry it and powder it, use it for stocks. Ah, nice. So you can kind of retain the flavour. It has the same sweet smell as um, razor strop as well. Yeah. It has yeah, that yeah. sweet smell. I don't know if that's the same order. I don't think it's the same family as um, uh, Roman Turtles. Yeah, I always forget the change name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that old name, Pictiporus. Pictiporus um, Petrolinus. Yeah, 
but yeah, I, I don't know if it's in the same family, but maybe the same order. Do you know but what yeah, I mean by that? Sweet. Yeah, it is really yeah. sweet, isn't it? It's gorgeous. But um, we'll take a section of this for our, our cooking. This yeah, because there is a, a lot left in front of there us right now, isn't there? there. Um, yeah. But you can also, do you know, if, if you found, because sometimes it can be massive, you get these huge, like... Dinner plates. Dinner plates, <laughs> you know, all the way up the tree, sort of, like, massive mm. collections of it. Um, if you wanted to, you can collect that and freeze it. If you freeze it raw, oh yeah, um, you can you can use it all winter then, and it That's retains good, a lot of its yeah. flavour. So like like some mushrooms you can't freeze; they just yeah. go manky. Mm. Um, this one does it, yeah. Nice. So, so it's it's literally like chicken. Yeah, nice. pretty much. So we're we'll <laughs> some off. The more I learn about mushrooms, the more I realise how much of it you'd never see. Um, so what layer was this called again that it's so on here? That's the um, that's the sapwood and the heartwood. The heartwood and yeah, the sapwood. Yes, so it's growing from within the bark. It's not growing from the cambium layer. It's actually so, growing from the heart so from the wood. This is the cambium layer so you here. Got, yeah, you've got the outer side. bark. If we cut through that, yeah. obviously this is a dead tree. Mm. But if you were to cut through that gnarly outer bark, you get to the cambium layer, which is okay. basically the nutrient highway for the tree. It sends all the stuff from the roots up to the top. Okay. Um, and any damage to that... Um, prevents it. it basically it almost works like a um there's a really good video on how trees mm. suck uh, moisture out of the ground mm. because it's um it's basically it's on a on a vacuum as the leaves evaporate that water leaving the leaf creates a vacuum behind it and that sucks up from the bottom so any damage to the cambium layer cuts that chain it's like having a, a hole in your hoover yeah, on the on much. the yeah on the extension yeah, bit yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah, pretty much yeah, we'll cut a section out then, and um, we'll go and do some cooking. Lovely. But that, um, that to me, and the inside where JD's actually cut, I'm looking at a chicken breast right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's orange, but yeah. it's dense, and it's got that sort of... White, fibrous. That, that texture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say stringy, because that doesn't sound appetising, but it is that sort of muscular stringiness you get with, with meat. Definitely. Yeah. I'm thinking we stay in the dense beech woods to cook this because yeah. I think we're in for a downpour. I think we're about to get absolutely nailed with it, aren't we? Yeah. So right. we'll, we'll string a tarp up yeah. and we'll get, uh, I'll get cooking. Well, I've had all the ambience on this episode. We've got thunder, we've got rain on a tarp. Go, 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 you're up. What you're rocking, as the kids say. What tarp you rocking? Rocking a DD 3x3. Ooh. Oosh. Ridgeline attacher. Yep. And I'm also rocking a very nice jacket from Keeler as well. Oh, is that the uh, is that the Keeler Cairn jacket? It is. Nice. Okay, Siberian's on. Yep. The tree you got, hook. You got prussics on yet? I have, mate, yeah. Nice one. It's good working with an operator. Who <laughs> knows what they're doing? Oh, it's, it's coming now. So we've got our event kitch on one side, nice and speedy, while I set up the prussics on the Ridgeline Max is doing the top top hitch. Oh, and he nearly pulled it through. We're all good. That's it. 
And it might just come a bit more your way, Max. I'll yeah, go for it. Use that one off. That there? Yeah. Go on, send it. Yeah. Nice one. Let's get these corners out. Oh, and a very, very nicely placed birch for me. Just getting the corners. I've not got a nicely placed tree. Oh, JD's. I'm going to cut in. Anything. Might do quite a high corner on this side. Yeah. And then we'll put a nice uh, adjustable guy line hitch. If he can remember how to do it, because it's been a while. There we go. One of my favourite knots. Lovely. Nice bit of tension. Take the other side. I tell you what, we've done good. Time that way, didn't we? See it? In real time there, that's the tarp up. Ooh, I'm struggling on air. Did you find a branch? I've just, for the amount of time we're here, I think I'm just going wherever, down to you. wherever it sits, basically. Yeah, gonna go down to a little young beach. Thank you very Mr. Young Beach. Right, well, now we've got a roof over our heads, we can stop panicking. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, lightning strike. Get ready for the thunder. Big flash, here comes the thunder. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Oh, and he's got himself tangled on this one. I tell you something, that was, uh, it's not far away, is it? Nope, not at all. It's nearly above us. And. Stuff. Right, I'll set the stove going underneath the top. Yeah. Scrape down to bare earth as always. What a lovely evening to be out. But I think each season gives something, doesn't it? Something yeah. different. It's a pleasure of being out all, all times of year. Yeah. You get something out of it. JD, look at look at that tree you could have gone to. I can't believe you've done that. What's that? Look at you could have gone over there. Oh, that one's good. It's that one that's the bad one. Okay. <laughs> Criticise my tarp shit. Tarp shit. Love you. Just criticising your saggy corners. <laughs> hey, look, you were the one that put it between these two trees and not those two trees for the ridge line. Uh, I, I tell you what, that's one good thing as well. When you get used to the size of your tarp eventually, you just know, don't you? You can yeah, just yeah. look at space between the trees and you're not faffing around. Yep. Um, um, Jam Earthsea books that I lent you. I'm still reading it. Yeah, there's a um, a bit in there where it goes on about the the arguments of wizards or the arguments of mages or something yeah. are, in, are infinite. And I think there's there's a similar thing with bushcrafters and tarps. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. Oh, I got to such a good bit in that book where um, he pu pulled a, a dry blade blade of grass from the earth and it turned into a staff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? So good. Yeah, see uh, Chronicles are some of my favourite books. Really nice good. Nice marriage of kind of fantasy and nature. Yeah. So I've got a proper 
classic Trangia. Look at that. Nice. With the alcohol in it. What do you use for alcohol in there? I like to use the bioethanol. Okay. Um, just because it's uh, a bit more green. Yeah. Um, than, um, than like spirits, isn't it? So drop a spark into there. Fantastic sound of heavy rain on the top, knowing you're safe and dry underneath it. Couldn't get much better than that. Nope. So, drop a fire steel spark into the Trangia, and she's lit. Yeah, I like it. I like alcohol stills. I don't use them very often at all. Really nice. But they're, in, they're quiet, aren't they? Do you like yeah. a gas stove? It's efficient and I love my jet boil, but times like now, it's nice to just have that, that ambience. Absolutely. Let's get this chicken of the wood cooked. So we've got some olive oil. Now, chicken of the woods, like, uh, like lots of mushrooms, tends to eat the oil. So I tend to put quite a lot of oil in. Woo! And I think what we'll do is, as that oil's warming up, we'll put the pods from the hedge garlic in. Yeah. And they'll just kind of flavour the oil. And we can almost cook the mushroom on top of those and just obviously not eat them. Which yeah, yeah. Have you got your knife? I have mate, yeah. Those would be better for cutting those. So I sort of cut them about a centimetre thick. Which um, which way do you want me to go? Um, I tend to like, you know, like strips. Yeah. To just like clean through the bracket. Do you want me to go through this way or oh, through that way? Ideally, I do it. I yeah. don't think it matters. To go honest. like that into the middle. Yeah. Yeah. You can get sort of a gauge of, probably lose this section for the woodiness of it. Like that? Go um, thinner, so a centimetre. A centimetre. Do you want to split that one in half? Yeah. That's it. So if it gets tough like yeah, that, yeah, it's quite tough. That's the sign that you don't want it. So like ah, so that's where it gets that. woody. Yeah. Okay. Get rid of that. Yeah. So we want to break off about yeah, it should there. Just snap, yeah. yeah. You can sort of see as you peel it, it's got that sort of that chickeny. It's, it's really cool. Texture. And then the pores underneath. So another good ID feature of this is it, it has got pores rather than gills. Yeah. Um, so any, there are, you know, some similar kind of orangey looking uh, fungus, bracket funguses. And stuff. So we've got a good pile there. That hedge garlic smells absolutely incredible.
there's an article on the blog at howbushcraft.com um, on the blog rather than the podcast feed uh, where I show you how to make uh, garlic salt from a couple of different plants uh, if you're interested in adding that to your larder at home it absolutely looks like chicken Completely. And coming from a, a vegetarian point of view right here, this is going to be absolutely incredible for me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, you fry it at home with a bit of, uh, maybe even just like coated in a little bit of flour or something as well. Oh. It goes crispy on the outside. It's almost like having deep fried chicken. Well, um, I was going to bring some breadcrumbs. I reckon it's something well, that, nice. Well, a lot of recipes call for that. Yeah. And I think it's fine on its own, you know, especially, yeah. yeah, if you were just eating it, you know, with some noodles or mm. something, yeah. But putting it into something like a stew or um, or a sandwich like we're doing, uh, I don't think it needs it really. That alcohol stove in that box is brilliant. Sweet, isn't it? Yeah, really nice way of cooking. So this stove, my brother gave me that, and he had it from his lightweight hiking didn't um, I've never used it before it's so nice I've just got a, a utensil holder from Ikea that I cut a door into and I use that so it fits into my billy can super neatly that's a fantastic idea yes yeah, so I, I use that if I want to do this sort of setup but actually like I said this is the honey stove I'm, I'm not it's a bit fiddly to put together even though it went together in like two seconds yeah it's still that bit of fiddle um, so I prefer just that utensil thing but I tend to only use that with the um, with the zebra billy can yeah so this is quite nice because it goes flat back i've not had to have this big cylinder in my rucksack oh yeah of course would it does it fit a 10 centimeter or you can get different ones so that i think the one that most people use from ikea to yeah. make the, the stoves that one will fit a 14 a, a 12 or oh, 12 okay i don't think it fits the 14 no. in it from memory I tell you what, the 12 is like a perfect one-person small billy can. Yeah. I just prefer the 14 because you've just got a bit more versatility with it. You just cook more, can't you? It's just nice. Yeah. So I tend to use that um, more often. And I'm a greedy bugger, so I do like having a bigger billy can. I've never been able to cook enough vegetarian haggis to fill you. Oh, <laughs> it's the best. With the rain comes the mozzies. Yes. See if this uh, crag offers mozzie life shirt still works. I've got the Keeler insect shield trousers on as well, actually. Oh. So it'd be a good comparison. I'll tell you what, though. I've done some proper walking as we've been furloughed. Yeah. And I've been wearing these Keeler um, insect shield trousers. Mm. And I can't, I honestly can't say I've had a single tick or no. mozzie bite or anything on me. Um, Need to um, invest, because I was just saying before, weren't I, I'm lacking. And a lot of people struggle to find this type of clothing, don't they? Like good summer, comfortable, yeah. protective clothing. The, uh, the issue always in, in summer in the woods is that the woods doesn't get any less abrasive in summer. No. So you're still brushing past brambles and stuff, mm. it's just hot. So I've found I quite like the like the zip vented trousers, yeah. like the um, Galraven Kebs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a pair of Haglops that I really like. Actually, they've got a, they've got a thigh vents. Nice. And I think those big thigh vents they really do work to keep you cool, mm -hmm. and you can still have really tough trousers. Yeah. But like if you're out, if I'm not in the woods, then I'm I'm not in 
I suppose no, like, no, no. bushcraft trousers, they're not nothing like lightweight mountain pants. Absolutely. It's in a really nice shaped skillet that you don't know it's like um an egg shape, isn't it? Oval shaped it's skillet. So it's actually again this is you know for all the sort of high end um high end work you can get. Yeah. This is eight quid from like from Aldi. No way. It was part of a fajita chicken fajita what? set. So you got like the, the oval skillet uh, in cast iron and um and I think it was like it came with like pots to put hummus in and stuff yeah. like that. They're not hummus um, guacamole. That's great. And, uh, but it's it's mint, like for a one-person skillet or yeah. a two-person skillet. Slide it down the side pocket of your rucksack. Yeah. Really good. I loved it. I bought four of them. Did you? When they were in my Aldi, I, I bought them out and I <laughs> gave them to my brothers and my dad. Aldi's great for that, isn't it? Yeah, occasionally. So good. Occasionally. You get a lot of, like, tat in there as well. It's easy to be, like, drawn in by the low yeah. price. Bit of an oversight, Max. We should have brought some tongs or something. Should we knock a pair up? Oh, I've got my spark. Have you got your spark? Oh, go for it, man. I Tell you I'd, what, I'd knock up a pair of these days, honestly, it's the uh, it's the apprentices. Uh, Look, I'm getting to that age where I need looking after as an older man. You're the boss. You're the influence. <laughs> yeah, but I've just said I, I don't need to carry a. Stick. I'm about <laughs> to go and make a, a pair of handcrafted tongs for that birch tree over there. But if you want to use your your Outkit titanium spork with lanyard. With lanyard. Yeah, don't miss that out. <laughs> your double fisherman's lanyard in Paraguay. Yeah. It, it it looks incredible. I can't believe how much it looks like chicken strips. Yeah, no, it's good, isn't it? How's it cooking? How's the it's heat? Well, yeah. Just because we're on this bit of a slope, I'm just angling it slightly yeah. just to get the oil into the hot spot. But it doesn't take much cooking, you just sort of want to, I, I almost cook it like chickens that sear the edges and then just yeah. soften it a little. Are you going to... It's I definitely, think... you can easily overcook it as well. Okay. But um, it basically just goes really dry, like mm. super dry. Um, I suppose you just cook, you're taking all the moisture from it, aren't you? Yeah, basically, yeah. So you sort of want to, like, like I say, it's good to sear it. Yeah. And then let the moisture internally almost steam cook it. Oh, is that another flash? I think it even smells like chicken me when it's cooking. I don't know Some if it's smell. just psychosomatic. It smells absolutely incredible. It smells good, doesn't it? Yeah. With those hedge garlic pods in there as well. Yeah, I mean, they're getting Stunning. very much to the point where we want to sort of kick them out. Really. I think this is what I really like about bushcraft and origin for food. It's that we're not, you know, we're not on an expedition. We're not on. We're not going out of our way to do anything. This is just. We had an evening where we wanted to spend some time discussing courses and things, and yeah. um, rather than sat in the pub or in a cafe or something, you can just pop out, and you know, five minutes of work, and we've got a free meal. It tastes absolutely amazing under a thunderous atmosphere and rain on the tarp. It's just. The best. That, that's what it is. I think that's what it's about, really. Absolutely. Just that 
in, integrated into your lifestyle rather than something that you do specifically. Yeah. It's not that I go out of my way to do things like this. This is just, it just becomes part of the way that you interact with the world. Yeah, nicely put. It definitely, it, it's not, it's not the gear either, is it? It's like you just said, like you're using a, a skillet that you got from Aldi. Yeah, that's it. And um, yeah, fix, you know, it's a little alcohol stove, don't cost anything. It's no. kind of ubiquitous the outdoors. It's not like I've got a specialty, you know, marketed bushcraft thing. Nope. It's just a trangia. You could be using half a Coke can and some white spirit from a DIY shop. You know, I'm, all, I'm all about that, yeah. It, it's uh, the the thing that's made us enjoy this is the knowledge, isn't it? That's it's why we're here enjoying this right now. It's the wild food company and atmosphere, man. Yeah. I'm gonna try a bit. The first bit, guys. First bit. Ooh, nah, mess it. It is so good. <laughs> it's so, your face. Then. It's so you're gonna slap me then, weren't you? Like, well, that's the episode blow. <laughs> if you don't like it, <laughs> it is so good. It, it's chicken. It, it's absolutely the same texture as chicken. I think they're nearly done. I think they're nearly done as well. Okay. If you want to slice the breads, yeah. Put a bit of mayo on there, and yep. there's a little special treat for you, Max. Seeing as our um, we're out so, in a storm. Oh yes! Cheers. Mm. Oh mm. mate, I've been reading the book Tribe by Sebastian Younger. Mm -hmm. Oh, powerful Good. stuff. Powerful stuff. Proper tearjerker. What's it about? No. It's about, um, so Matt Pycroft mm. uh, recommended it to me from the Adventure Podcast. Mm. Um, and the way he, he sort of described it, he said on the surface it's um, it's about why young men miss war. Mm. But it's not really about that. Mm. Um, and it's not, having read it, that's kind of like on the surface of it, he talks a lot about, you know, people coming back from war and missing missing it mm. you know getting depressed because they're, they're not out there still but it's more about community and why people need community mm. and it talks about how like people in the blitz in world war ii in london would talk afterwards with nostalgia for the blitz they'd miss it mm. even though they were getting like bombed and stuff the fact that they were all sort of communally in it together yeah. And the all sense of like class mm. and race and everything disappeared. It was just like we're just in this together and they yeah. don't look after each other. Man, like there's been a few a few times I've had to stop reading to dry my eyes, you know. Well, don't you think that's weird how what we've just come out of as well? Mm. Like it's again into it, it's everyone's come together, all class and yep. religion out yeah, out the window. It is just all fabricated. It is, it's all an illusion. All of it. Yep. All of it is. How's the sandwich? So good. Like, really good. <laughs> yeah, it's cooked perfectly, like, not dry at all. Yeah, it's quite a juicy mushroom, isn't it, that one? Mm. I have had it before when it's gone too far and it's been dry. That first, that little bit you put on there, yeah. that was really dry. Yeah, yeah. But I've often wondered whether you could rehydrate it a bit, soak it with some water or something. Mm. Or even soak it in like a stock. 
and then cook it. And just about to say that, yeah. Mmm. Put some bouillon in there and whoa, soak it in. Put some what? Bouillon. 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 Is that vegan language, yeah? Um, I think there's. A, I think you put an extra U in it somewhere. Bouillon. 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 Bloody bouillon. <laughs> Get some veg bouillon in there. Oh, can you eat that? Oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man. Five minutes in the working men's club, and mm. my accent comes fully back. I bet. I bet. Fully back. <laughs> I mean, I'm at like an eighty percent anyway. <laughs> I go full Sheffield when I, yeah, when I hang out with my dad's generation. Hey, you fat kid. <laughs> They're eight. <laughs> well, people have been picking up on me saying um, first. Firsty, birthday. Yep. Have you heard me say that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why did you never tell me? Because it's, it's good, man. Festy. These regional dialects <laughs> need to be kept alive. It's part of the culture. Birthday. Makes my grandma actually is an oldham girl. I get ripped for um, the way I say no. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Oh, yeah. Know. That's strong on you, that is. <laughs> no. I can't say it the other way. I have to really try to go, no. No. No, but just go, well, that no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Don't get much better than this, word, is it? She's nymph. We're sat between birch, oak, and sweet chestnut, mm. and beech behind us. On a very steep hillside, so we're almost immediately looking into canopy. Rain pouring off the top, but we timed it just right, so we're bone dry inside. We just sat on the leaves, yeah, nice and crisp. Thunder in the background, lightning raging. Mm. And I think, given this is supposed to be a dispatch, it's quite short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I will leave you here in this atmosphere, shall I? I think so. Yeah. We're just about finished our. Uh, our evening meal. Mm. So we'll pack up the kit and have a walk out of the woods. And uh, yeah, thank you for tuning into this dispatch episode of Hiking with Hal. Yeah. Be well, stay safe, have a good one. See you later, guys. is hosted by Jamie Dakota and Max Barnes. Music is created by Stephen Goodwin. For more information about our courses, podcasts, articles and more, go to howbushcraft.com.